Welcome to Lunch with Tech Leaders, where we have engaging conversations about software development and cloud engineering with industry leaders and subject matter experts. These episodes are created by the Great Lakes Tech Leaders, an online community of technology practitioners. Please come join the conversation by visiting gltl.rbn.ai. Again, that's gltl.rbn.ai. Now strap in, because we're deploying to production in three, two, one. Cool, so I think we should, uh, you know, not delay here and jump straight in. Um, you know, this topic is about hiring good in, uh, engineering teams. Um, so, you know, I think uh, for people who are looking to be highly engaged in this conversation, I think a quick round of uh, very quick, like, your experience in uh, hiring teams um, or your, your management experience um, and, and just a slight background. We, we want to keep time short. Um, so uh, just raise your hand if you, uh, you want to be called out and, and introduce yourself and we'll, we'll go through that. I'll go ahead and get us started. Uh, my name is Derek Deungi, VP of Engineering for Right Brain Networks. Uh, I've been in a management role for around four years um, and highly in, involved in building my team. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll kind of pass it on. Adam, you wanna give the, kind of keep this moving? Yeah, sure, keep it, keep it going here. Um, Adam Oberhausen, I've been with RightBrain for about a month now, I think, um, the director of cloud architecture uh, for RightBrain. I was VP of infrastructure for DaySmart Software. Uh, where I oversaw um, cloud engineering integrations, uh, QA teams. So um, got a pretty diverse uh, background in hiring uh, from, for various business units. So I'm um, excited to, to talk about this today and see what I can bring. Kick it off to Popcorn uh, Wendy. Hi. I'm Wendy. I'm a senior DBA for Day Smart. Actually, I have not been on the hiring and hopefully soon. All right, great. Thanks, uh, Michael. Or, yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Michael. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Michael Gerarba. I'm the uh, software architect at GSTV. I've been with the company now nine years. Um, so going through uh, much of the engineering ranks in that time and hiring um, and seeing a lot of people leave during that time. Um, so yeah, I, I've kind of seen um, a lot of the hiring side of uh, engineers over the last decade. Awesome, yeah, I think we met at um, the AWS meetup. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, I'm just gonna start calling people out, Travis. Hi, I'm Travis Walker. I'm. Uh, Recently, I uh, became the manager of cloud engineering at DaySmart Software. I've been there for about five years now. Actually, Adam hired me there. So um, don't have much experience with hiring, um, but I've uh, certainly uh, started to. Okay, uh, Nicole. Hey, uh, yeah, I introduced myself last time, Nicole Anderson. Um, had various roles at DaySmart uh, in the engineering and product side. Um, definitely was part of the hiring process for several years in both departments um, in terms of like interviewing and deciding on candidates and stuff like that. So I have some experience. Awesome. And uh, I'll let's uh, kind of keep it short here. Introduction. 
Yep, work uh, IT at Ground Speed. Um, basically, I've been involved in hiring just a couple people. Okay, yeah, I've uh, I've touched base with Ground Speed. There's uh, good folks and lots of cool stuff going on over there. Welcome to the community. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, the rest of the team, some uh, we have here is uh, right branch en engineers um, who have been introduced prior. So let's uh, let's go ahead and dive in. Um, what's on topic today? So uh, we're we're talking about hiring good engineering teams. So in my experience, um, you know what I've been focused on is building good engineering teams, hiring people that um, I believe in uh, uh, are going uh, that are going to you know make good engineers and, and investing in them and uh, trying to build them up so how do we find those people and what what kind of attracts them right um, kind of want to open it up and, and see how we how the rest of the team wants to uh, take this conversation here yeah, I'd say that's a good starting point. I mean, I, I can certainly um, mirror your sentiment where, um, you know, I've had a lot of success kind of building up good engineers, entry level, um, looking for the mindset, um, especially in like the cloud engineering where I think you need like a multidisciplinary mindset um, where you, you know, you, you have, you need to find people who are willing to kind of just jump in and kind of just really start getting into it. Um, and kind of no fear, um, but uh, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's personality, right? Like, um, there's no there's no school for cloud engineering, right? Uh, so there's not like there's uh, it's not like there's a degree that you know somebody says I I've gone through this training at school and you know I'm ready to be a cloud engineer. It kind of comes from uh, multiple dis uh, different backgrounds and disciplines, and then kind of building, uh, investing in an employee to build them up to um, becoming a good cloud engineer. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I find the cloud engineers are the ones that are naturally curious about anything and everything. Um, and, and they have generally a penchant for going out and teaching themselves and learning new things and not being opposed to generally challenging their own beliefs on something and maybe you know maybe what they previously thought they knew was wrong and they you know throw it out the window and replace it with something else yeah absolutely that uh that uh points at one of rbn's uh core values is be curious right um continually questioning if, if you're, uh, you know, moving in the right engineering uh, or head in the right direction. Yeah, I think Challenging uh, looking at, and we don't need to focus on cloud engineering. We can, we can talk about hiring developers, hiring product people, Nicole, feel, feel free to chime in. Um, but I think when I, when I looked for, as I would kind of like look for potential candidates within the org, you know, I would look for, people who were in the support team that kind of showed some, you know, above and beyond technical prowess. Uh, Travis came from uh, the QA team and he was just kind of like a, just a, just a go-getter. And you could just see like he had, you know, cloud engineer, DevOps mindset, just kind of all over him. So it's like the people tend to make themselves obvious. Um, there's a different approach with outside hires. 
I think it's, um, to me, it's more challenging to find the right person from an outside hire, but sometimes you do need to bring in like an experienced mercenary. Um, so do you have any thoughts on like what, how you, how you find the right person, the outside person versus developing within anyone have any thoughts on that? I think whenever you go outside your company, the biggest challenge generally isn't technical. You can weed through technical skills pretty easily. I think the biggest thing, at least what we found hiring at GSTD is finding someone who's a culture fit. Um, and that can be a challenge. Um, and that one is often not readily apparent um, in most interviews. And you really need extended time with um, a, <coughs> excuse me, a candidate to really kind of gauge, is there a culture fit here? And really have like several team members from your team participate in that and have a lot of conversation going back and forth. Yeah, um, we've had uh, a lot of experience in that area. It's It almost kind of, it's, seems like nepotism to kind of uh, almost, but I think that's probably not the right term, but rather than, um, you know, having going and, uh, you know, Adam, you mentioned hiring from within, but, um, you know, extending that from just within your company to within your network, right? People you've worked with before, right? either in, in past uh, employers or, you know, uh, through different communities or something like that we've had a really, really good experience with. So like I came up through um, the, the support organization at Barracuda. Uh, I, I made a lot of really good connections with very, very smart people in the support organization that were ready to make the leap to engineering. Um, and we, we ended up developing that and supporting them through their, their move uh, in their career. Um, and it, it worked out for us, it worked out for them. Uh, we've we've been recently kind of seeing the same type of thing where, you know, I I brought over a lot of friends uh, and, and co-workers from Barracuda, and we've got some uh, folks that uh, have kind of traveled as a tribe uh, from um, <clears throat> oh, Morgan Liquid Web, uh, Morgan's here, and Will, uh, both of them are from Liquid Web, uh, and they're they were in that same area where they're kind of, they were uh, support, they're ready to make that next leap. They need somebody to invest. Uh, they need an organization to invest in them and, and support them while they make that transition from a support uh, engineer to, you know, more of a development and, and uh, production engineer. Um, and the organization that makes that investment and supports their growth, um, you, I tend to see that, uh, those those people will be much more loyal to the organization and more invested in the um, the team as uh, itself, uh, which has just massive benefits to um, the the way that we um, uh, we build our teams. Yeah, and I I would also add that when you when you when you're willing to invest and cultivate, um, you know, those engineers. Like you, I think you get your tenure, you extend your tenure by at least a couple of years because people are going to have some loyalty because you gave them the opportunity, right, to grow and to become, you know, um, move beyond their, you know, 
entry level role, right? So I think that's like a, a great way to make sure you were like retaining uh, important folks as well. Yeah, you know, um, something Jamie's mentioned said to me the other day, he's like, I don't think that you owe right brain anything. Um, and, you know, we were talking about like, I want to be here because I, I, I love my team. I feel like a part of a community and I want to continue that growth uh, with my team. So I think that's really important. Yeah, I that. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. All right, go. But yeah, as uh, speaking of like a recent hiree and a recent candidate from going from that one level to the next, you know, <clears throat> having friends that have already worked at this place uh, gave me an insight of a what they do, what their culture's like, and uh, really opened my eye to, hey, this might be a place that I really like and want to join. Because as a candidate, I wanted to, you know, search for a company that I would stick with for quite a while. My last company, I was there for nine years. And I really want to, where I'm going to be at, you know, I, be invested in me, but also a place that I can also invest in and grow in and, uh, you know, help commit to. So as a candidate, I would speak to that very well. Yeah, and I think Owl, uh, at ground speed, you guys saw a uh, a tribe of Llamasoft engineers kind of roll through there, right? So you, we can start to see this pattern of how um, engineering teams that are really tight-knit will kind of like move through organizations together uh, over time. Yep, I can concur with that. Uh, how about the actual process for the interviewing? Like, um, you know, I'm curious to see if there's like what people have seen or what, you know, what, you know, typically there's like the phone screening and then there's a, you know, beyond that, it kind of goes any, a wide variety of different directions, but, you know, usually it ends up with, uh, you know, you meet with a the manager, then you do a round with the your potential coworkers, and then there's some kind of technical interview somewhere in there, but, um, just kind of curious to see what people are seeing out there and what uh, what works, what what doesn't work, and, and in particular the the technical interviews, like what, um, you know, what do we get? What are we trying to get out of a technical interview, and what's the right way to conduct a technical interview? Well, I've uh, I've been on both sides of a, a few of them, so I can. Uh put put my my hand out there um i think that um interviews that ask you to do a, a lot of homework um are it starts on the wrong foot um you're you're asking someone to you know put a large investment into something um and it may just it the the context may not be there that it just might be a, a it's kind of starting off on the wrong foot, I guess. Um, so like, for instance, uh, not to pick on uh, you guys all, but um, I was put through a pretty rough interview at ground speed at one point. Um, and I was, you know, coding live on a board. Um, and I, I just, I was kind of turned off by that. Um, but I feel like there are ways that you can get the technical knowledge out of someone 
um, in a way that is less stressful. Um, and we're, we've been kicking around some ideas on how to do that um, in an environment that makes people feel comfortable. Um, and so I'm wondering what other people's thoughts are. Um, but what my, my idea was is, you know, I'm, I'm running a cloud engineering team. <clears throat> so what we were looking at doing is building up an environment, um, providing documentation about the environment, how it should work, and then make uh, breaking something about it uh, and asking them to log into the AWS account uh, and go debug what's wrong so we can get in and watch them do it live. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe not in person, maybe where they're comfortable in their own home, uh, you know, working working in their battle station um, and just seeing how they debug and, and their thought processes and kind of watching that happen um, just to kind of gauge that way rather than, you know, um, something that's a little bit more rigid, like write, a, write an algorithm on a whiteboard, right? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go ahead, Michael. I'll echo that. Um, it's been quite some time since I've been on the interviewing side of the table, but I remember when I last was like one of the interviews for a company I didn't choose to go work for, which is I was in like a three hour long technical coding exercise interview, and it really just set the wrong tone for me, especially when my expectations for it was it was going to be an hour long technical interview. And then we kept going for two hours after that. And it was like, okay, you really kind of lost me there. Um, and, and, you know, on the other side of the fence though, you know, at GSTV, what the, what I've taken to um, more success has been um, having more conversational problem solving, um, you know, interviews with candidates and asking them a about, you know, what their past history uh, of work experience has been and asking them to go through and explain some of the problems they had and then poking and in, in asking more details about the problems and how they solved them, but then also presenting, um, you know, other problems in, you know, similar things that I've solved or uh, my organization solved in, in um, you know, or even just general problems and kind of walking through why did you come to this or how did you come to this answer um, and taking a very kind of uh, casual-ish uh, tone to it um, or, you know, mentality, um, very conversational, very, you know, sitting across from the person, even if it's, you know, virtual and, you know, kind of having a coffee and discussing things, that kind yeah. of relaxed attitude. I have, I've been doing a lot of interviews like that. Um, I've, I've got a, organization that is looking for a DevOps engineer or and kind of like a principal engineer. And I've been doing interviews for them because we have a very close partnership um, and kind of weeding out some of their, their like, you know, I'm probably after the phone screen and after the the management uh, kind of gives a thumbs up, let's, let's talk about, is this person technically able to do what they, we need them to do? So instead of doing like a hardcore technical, like coding interview or something like that, we do more, I've been doing more of a conversational um, architecture type interview where I say, all right, you, you've obviously got the experience and you've come from a good background. I don't want to focus on the things that were wrong at your last organization. Why don't you tell me about what your DevOps utopia looks like? And we kind of work through that together. Like, what are, what are your branching strategies? How are, how are we delivering code? Um, how are we making sure that developers 
are producing um, in the most efficient manner and providing the, the most value to your company and your, your, your customers as well. And so getting them out of that rut of like, oh, well, we did this, we did this, we did this, and talking about what they would like to see in the organization and what they want to bring to um, the place that they're looking to come, I think really changes the tone and um, allows them to provide their their insight and their, um, and, and yeah, I'll leave it there. That has other benefits too, besides just, you know, resetting the tone and, and taking things very kind of casual. It also allows for candidates to express their imagination and creative problem solving capabilities. So they may, you know, work in a, a less than ideal environment and be stuck in rigid processes and in things that they don't agree with or, or particularly like to do, um, but how they would want to do it can really open the doors and say, you know, you know, what are, how are you able to like generate new ideas and think outside the box about problem solving? Yeah, absolutely. As someone who uh, recently went through several interviews, I can say that part of what I did on the interviewee side was I would just be direct with the people interviewing me before any sort of technical interview, like, what am I going to be asked? You know, what can I do to prepare for this? Um, and that really helps like set the tone and expectation for me. Um, because, you know, we all feel anxiety whenever we're put on the spot to, to write code on a whiteboard, doesn't matter who you are, but, um, having, having, having that foresight to know like what, what specifically are they going to ask about? And if, and if they were vague in their answer, I would press, I'd be like, I need to know more. Like I want to prepare for what you're going to ask me because, you know, I might, I don't want to be put on the spot with a bunch of questions. I don't know, have any context about. So I saw something, uh, cause I'm, you know, obviously on the opposite side now preparing for interviews and just researching. And I saw, um, a mock interview on, cause YouTube is a great resource, by the way, for mock interviews. It's, you know, a million examples from all the big companies and people who do this for a living. But, um, one of the guys that, um, is started his own company, but he used to work at uh, Twitch, I think. Uh, he basically said the way he does it is he sends them ahead of time a, a document that says, here's the outline of the interview. You're going to have three options. You can do a technical question that's like a leak code type question. You can do like what uh, Derek was talking about, more of like a, we're going to walk through a problem together, a realistic problem, and you show me how you solve it. Or the third option is you bring your own repo and we watch you kind of like make a PR for some code in the, in like, in the real world. And so then like, they kind of get to choose their own adventure, <laughs> which I thought was cool. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, Nicole, I know you interviewed a lot of developers over your years, any insights from like that, you know, how you guys yes. did the technical piece or even just the process with developers and like kind of what, how did you distinguish the good a good developer versus uh, someone who might not be a good fit. I I uh, I always lean more on the soft skills um, because I I agree. Like I hate um, like just focusing on you know can you do these really ridiculously complicated programming questions and on the spot you know write some code that no one can read that does something really fancy that you memorize. Like I just I always hated that that was like the 
formula for an interview. So, I mean, we did have to ask some questions like that, but I feel like our versions were always very simplified. And then what I was always asking or looking for instead was more of like, how are your communication skills? Are you going to be able to work with a team? Are there any red flags about, and there were a few where there were red flags in the interview and I kind of overlooked them and then ended up that I regretted it later that like, yeah, I did really kind of see that, but I was like, eh, it'll be fine. And then, so with each interview, I got more and more like strict about looking for things that like, even if you see a hint of it, because they're, it's like a first date, they're on their best behavior. So if you're starting to even see it there, you know, it's probably going to become an issue. So that's yeah. where I would focus is more just like, how do you think, how do you work with others? Because all that other stuff I feel like can be taught or it doesn't really matter in a real situation. You're not going to be writing an algorithm for your job. So I don't really care if you like know how to do a bubble sort or whatever from scratch. Like that stuff right, just always seems silly Google. to me. <laughs> like I would actually see that as a negative because like you're wasting our time when there's like a library for you to just use instead. So I don't know. <laughs> Good yeah. point. You know, yeah. um, I... I, uh, that the bubble sort thing reminds me of a, a horror story of an interview that I had. It was back in uh, 2014. Um, <clears throat> I interviewed with Netflix. Um, and that was when Netflix and uh, cloud engineering was like the height of, you know, they were the top of the top. They were leading the charge. They were producing a ton of tools. And so I was interviewing to do, do DevOps on their big data team. And I had gotten through the the first few rounds to the point where they um they flew me out for a full day interview and this was just the the worst experience i've had um they had me do prior to um coming in my my first technical interview was to do uh solve a graph data problem uh for a recommendation engine right um so that you uh, because we're recommending movies to um that you liked or whatever you know so on and so forth so i solved this problem and i you know i was working really hard on it <clears throat> and then i was like I, I can optimize this and do this better um and so what i did is i wrote it with recursion and so i took it a step further but i didn't save my code and so i went into this interview and i had pr provided them this recursive algorithm to um parse through the uh, the graph and um was really proud of it and then you know I went into this just nightmare of an interview where I was having lunch with someone and they said, not only like I'm a Midwesterner and they gave me just a small salad for lunch. <laughs> um, but, and so my thought, my thought, my, my brain wasn't like working at the right capacity, but this person literally told me, we don't hire people like you. You're too young. Mm -hmm. I was just flabbergasted. And then right after that, the the my who I would have been directly reporting to came in and said I don't want this recursively <laughs> I need this iteratively because we're doing big data and you're going to run out of memory and I hadn't had I hadn't had what I would say was a sustainable lunch and I was just you know literally kicked in the teeth and then I was asked to completely rewrite my algorithm um and unthink the recursive way I, I was stepping through this and I I bombed it it was it was really really not a good experience that is tough at our uh, our previous company some people's current company here like our code was never anything you know too elaborate like maybe at netflix or something i could get like where they need to optimize and have like geniuses writing their you know making sure it's deliverable for any device or anything i get that but 
yeah, on the spot like that, it's just, it's so well, unfair, I think, to showcase anyone's actual skills. That's, that's one of the things, though, that I'm also looking at my teams is I don't know if I want, like, geniuses. I don't want that big ego, that inflated ego um, that says I'm the best around and I know everything because what that does is it, it breaks my team, team com like, the community that we've been building, the, the culture. It breaks that because there's one person who thinks they're better than somebody else. Yeah. And that's not what we want. We want to provide, we want to provide this welcoming um, environment so that people are growing together and supporting each other, um, empowering each other. And that's another one of our core values is empower others. So it's all kind of like wrapping up and, and you know, making this nice little comfy nest egg of growing good engineering teams rather than, you know, hiring the, the, the sharpest who, may not be a good culture fit because they may be, you know, more interested in getting a, a you know, getting that whip of, uh, yeah, I got it right, you know, because I've seen a lot of personalities like that in, in um, other organizations and it, it's toxic. It harms the, it harms the, the cohesiveness of the group. Sure does. Yeah. When you get that, when you get that individual who thinks they know more than everyone else and they're the only one who can, you know, engineer things properly, it causes a lot of, uh, well, they talk down. They talk down yeah. to somebody who asks a, a stupid question, right? Right. I got to give you a time check, Derek. Uh, I think we could talk about this for like over an hour, um, but yeah, we are at time. I think I, I think I touched on the things that I wanted to bring up. Does anybody else have anything that they wanted to talk about? Nope. Yeah, all around great conversation, and uh, good to see so many people. Uh, joining up. Um, please continue to participate in these talks. Um, and we will uh, continue to work to drive uh, more and more engagement with the community. And uh, hope everyone has a great rest of their week.